0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Ford significantly raised the price of its Blue Cruise hands-free driving technology, and customers are not happy about it. It costs $2,100 for a three-year subscription on the Mustang Mach-E, but Ford is now charging an annual rate of $800 to renew it. Previously, it cost $200 annually, and there are plenty of comments on Mach-E forums from owners upset with the price increase. Automakers are hoping to generate billions in subscription services in the future, but as we've reported, customers aren't completely on board paying fees for extra features. Could Tesla's charging system become the national standard in the US? That's what some people think. Ford's deal to use Tesla's chargers starting next year could force other charging companies like ChargePoint, EVgo, Blink, and Electrify America to start offering Tesla's NACS or North American Charging Standard as well as the current CCS or Combined Charging System. But it does go both ways. In Europe, Tesla was forced by regulators to offer CCS plugs And to qualify for IRA subsidies in the U.S., Tesla agreed to put CCS plugs at some of its stations. So far, U.S. subsidies for chargers are only for CCS. But if enough charging stations include NACS, maybe that'll change. And Tesla is going to be one of the biggest benefactors of the Inflation Reduction Act. According to estimates from researcher Benchmark Mineral Intelligence, Tesla and its battery partner Panasonic will get $1.8 billion in tax credits this year for producing batteries in the U.S. And thanks to that, an analyst at Piper Sandler says, the average price of a Tesla could fall by $125 every quarter for the next two years and still not impact the company's margins. GM and LG Energy are expected to get $480 million in battery production credits this year, while Ford won't receive any credits until 2025, which is when it will start battery production. The IRA hands out $90 per kilowatt hour in total for building battery pack cells and modules in the US, and that would be about $4,500 in credits for a vehicle with a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack. As expected, EV leasing is taking off in the U.S., and that's because leased EVs are classified as commercial sales, and the vehicles don't have to meet domestic content requirements under the Inflation Reduction Act to qualify for the full $7,500 credit. Back in December, before this loophole went into effect, the percentage of leased BEVs was about 10%, but according to J.D. Power, that soared to 41% in April. And despite all our reporting on EVs, it's no secret that legacy automakers will use profits generated from selling gas-burning vehicles to fund their electric futures. And GM is spending over a billion dollars to make improvements for the next-gen version of its full-size pickups, some of the biggest money producers in its portfolio. It's investing in its Flint assembly plant where it makes the Silverado and Sierra HD to expand and buy new tools and equipment. Last year, sales of those pickups were up almost 40% year over year. It doesn't sound like GM is going to make much money on the all-new Equinox EV that's coming out this fall. CEO Mary Barra said battery costs are still too high to make profitable mass-market vehicles that sell for $30 to $40,000. And GM has promised that the base Equinox EV will have a starting price right around 30k, although the base Equinox EV is not the one that will hit the market this fall. Barra also said the same thing as Ford CEO Jim Farley, that EVs will not reach cost parity with ICE vehicles until 2030 or later. That's when Farley expects Ford's third-gen EVs to be hitting the market, and GM will probably be right along the same timetable. We originally thought GM's Altium platform would underpin its EVs for many, many years to come. And I feel that's the way it was presented to us. But Altium must not have been good enough because GM is already working on a new EV architecture. And its design studio in China just revealed a new Buick sedan concept called the Proxima that's made on this new architecture and will be used for internal research. Also take note of how the Proxima's design language has been changed from the Wildcat and Electra Axe that were shown off not all that long ago. The large Gallwing doors are a nice touch as well. Presumably GM is making improvements to its new EV architecture, and it's probably why Bara doesn't see cost parity coming until 2030 or later. And one last thing, what do you think this could be on the background monitor in this picture? It looks like it has a Chevy bow tie, and it looks low and sporty. Could GM be designing the electric Corvette? Stellantis is getting into car flipping. It's going to take end-of-life vehicles, recover parts that it can reuse or remanufacture, and then recycle the rest. It will then take those old parts, along with new ones, fix up used vehicles at refurbishing centers, which in some cases will be old manufacturing sites, and then it will resell those vehicles. Stellantis is like the wheeler dealers of automakers, and now it's expanding those activities. Stellantis is forming a joint venture with a company called Galoo to do the first part of that process, get end-of-life vehicles to tear apart. They'll start by the end of this year in France, Belgium, and Luxembourg before expanding across Europe, and they say... They're open to working with other automakers. As we've reported, there's a growing battle over AM radio in the U.S. Lawmakers introduced a bill last month to prevent automakers from getting rid of AM radio in vehicles because they say it's more reliable in an emergency than cellular networks. But the Alliance for Automotive Innovation, a lobbying group for the industry, will speak at a House panel later today to argue against the bill. Automakers say AM radio isn't necessary since emergency alerts are sent out over several platforms. Seven automakers have gotten rid of AM radio in their EVs because they say electromagnetic interference disrupts AM signals. Ford had planned on dropping AM, but decided not to after pushback from lawmakers. Peugeot's new interiors are gonna be wild. It calls its interior design Eye cockpit and this is the newest generation that will debut in the all-new all-electric 3008 crossover this September. Overall it's a wedgy look with angular and somewhat blocky components, which seem embedded into surfaces. Yet, contrasting materials and well-defined lines helps create separation. There's also a large scallop section out of the upper dash and doors that's highlighted with a bright mesh pattern. Rounding out the highlights is a large floating 21-inch display screen that combines the instrument cluster and infotainment together. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid control systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, Connected Car, Diagnostics, Remote Testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.